This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, beware anonymous trolls on Twitter. Nikki Haley wants to ban you from using the Internet. And the House passes a stopgap bill to avoid a government shutdown. Yay! We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and it is hump day. I am joined by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, which you can find not only here on Blaze TV, but also YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. MySpace. Make sure that you're... Su- Are you on MySpace? Oh, yeah, big, I'm bored, huge on MySpace. Biggest show on MySpace right now. Wow. Yeah, that's uh-huh. am- it, it also is one of one shows on MySpace. It's the only so. show there, but it is the <laughs> it biggest It is the one. biggest. <laughs> also joined by J- Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, of course, uh, who is wearing a sweater, and I appreciate that. Over think, a tank top, though, we should yeah, point yeah, out. Yeah, it's a tank top underneath the sweater. He got in trouble for wearing the tank top, and they said, he said, fine, I'll just throw on the sweater. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I want to get into this first story here. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh, Nikki Haley, of course, Republican presidential hopeful, suggested this week that not only should social media platforms share their algorithms with, I guess, the government, but everybody, but that also anonymous accounts were a national security threat that should not be allowed. Watch. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. Hmm. The libertarian me just kind of like blew up right now. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. So much for free speech, I guess. Uh, only if you're verified and you have a blue check mark, uh, according to Nikki Haley. So I want to play. She kind of doubled down on it uh, later on That's after what, like, this. That's how definitive she was. Yeah. And, like people like me were like, it's a fart face. You're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here she is doubling down on a different podcast later on in the week. Watch. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because and I want it by name because when what about you, smug does he because he qualify I, I've provided them with my government if, if, <laughs> if smug is on your driver's license then and look you can put smug in parentheses but I want everybody's name 
This is, of course, Comfortably Smug uh, on Twitter, who they're referring to, who is one of the hosts of this podcast. It's just fascinating to me. Number one, that she's suggesting that nobody is allowed to be anonymous on social media because it's a national security threat. But number two, that she wants to do it on day one. Like, it's that big of a deal to her. I feel like you'd probably be busy on day one doing way more important things uh, like making sure the border is effectively secured, uh, you know, a a whole lot of things other than making sure anon accounts on Twitter can't troll you. But that is, of course, a national security threat, according to Nikki Haley. You know, I've got got this theory that I think I think I figured it out. Every time a female, this is going to sound sexist, but every time a female... <laughs> Not to Sarah. Go ahead. Yeah. I am here for it. <laughs> every time a female politician is about to make a bad point, they start doing this. Mm. Really? You notice that? I have not. Look at AOC. Look at Ilan Omar. Get more Slave. forceful, like more authoritative. It's yeah. like they all kind of go to the same public speaking school. <laughs> and they're like, when, when you're about to make a bad point, just do this a well, lot. I don't see how anything can be sexist when it starts with they all go to the same. Yeah. When it starts that way, how could it possibly be sexist? I, well, I wasn't like, those you, people. You I was like, that didn't work either. You people. <laughs> I mean, it is just, it's fascinating. It's, I, I was, I... I have to say, I'll read this Ron DeSantis tweet, but I think it was, it was something that I was thinking of before I even saw that this was in the article here, that he said, you know who were anonymous writers back in the day? Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and James Madison when they wrote the Federalist Papers. Mm. It, as it turns out, they did not actually, uh, they were not national security threats. And well, they were national security threats to well, the Brits. To the Brits. Yeah. To the Brits. So, yeah, technically um, but I mean, we're living at a time where people are, get, they're getting uh, fired from their jobs. They're, I mean, there are very real reasons. I understand why people, especially if they're conservatives, want to be anonymous on social media these days. There's so much retribution and kickback if people, for all of these woke companies, if people find out that you <gasps> believe in smaller taxes and less government. Yeah. No, I mean, there certainly is. This is a bizarre idea. I mean, it, there's a podcast I used to listen to called, and it had a segment called Half-Baked Ideas and that's what this one feels like. Like, you yeah. kind of put it in the oven and you took it out and it's still sort of batter in the middle of the cake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a germ of an okay idea here. Like, we, you know, I what do... The, what about the algorithm one? Yeah, the, the I'm al- curious about your take on that. The algorithm one is another great idea. Like, this is part... This I'm going to go down your libertarian road here. <laughs> but it's like, Part of the reasons these companies are successful are their private algorithms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they should not have to expose them to everyone. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, I mean, I, I, I believe uh, Elon Musk has done that, right? He's decided he's, uh, he's like going to expose open it. Source open source or whatever, yeah. Uh, I think that's a great thing, an option for someone to do if they feel like that's the right thing to do. But these companies don't have to do this. They mm-hmm. don't have to do anything. This is their own, it's their own company. I know we, we, we talk about this stuff a lot. And look, I the germ of the okay idea from Nikki Haley there is, Look, if people put their names on this, yes, it would be more civil. I, I personally might find value in a social media network that only had verified people with their real names. Because, like, you know, like, sometimes I do really get interesting comments from people who are anonymous. But also, like, a lot of the crap that's there does come from people who think they're badasses and they're keyboard warriors. And they're coming out and they're firing out stuff that doesn't improve my experience. Like, finding people that I actually, like, are standing behind what they say I think is, is interesting. We should, as conservatives, be proud of what we're saying and not feel bad about putting our name next to it. That, you know, I think we give in a little bit too much to the cancel culture uh, when we, we go anonymous, but like some people want to and some people have good reason to. Mm-hmm. So that, of course, should be allowed. Beyond all of this, 
the government has absolutely no role in this whatsoever. The, the fact that she wants to do that on day one, that's her day one priority is to go out and make sure people have their real names on the Internet. Look, nothing about social media should be your day one priority except for maybe getting off of it. Right. Like that's probably the only thing we should all do when it comes to social media. We do not need the government to be stepping in and controlling every little bit uh, of these of these companies. Would it make your life better? It might, but that's not always the government's role, and conservatives should know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember actually rooting for Nikki Haley, like, I guess it was right after the last election. I was like, oh, she might make a good, you know, president. She's been talked about in these circles and the upper echelon of possibilities for a very long yeah. time. I don't think she will continue to be talked about <laughs> oh, I, I, in the I mean, upper echelon of oh my circles gosh. at well, all. I, I tell you who will talk, start talking her up, she continues on this path, status. Like, they will yeah. love her if she continues. Yeah. And that's the path she's going on. I don't, I don't, I can't, I'm not even... No, she's a smart woman. Of course she knows she's going down this direction. I will say that. I won't publicly identify them, but there are status groups and organizations within this country that are passing themselves off as conservative organizations. And you'll hear the same crap from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said, I see, you know... I know who you're talking about. about. <laughs> but they're, they're preaching... This personal jihad. Oh, I, big I, time. Off-the-air jihad. Oh, big this. time. <laughs> but, but they are pu- pushing this as if it's a conservatism. That, that's what they're yeah, doing. Right. Now, it, it is a dilemma, though, because, yeah. I, I do, because I would say, you know, you, you said you should probably get off social media. I agree, because it's doing dangerous things to, sure. especially the young's yes. minds. Yeah. So if you agree with that, you think, okay, well, something has to be done to, to stop it. I don't really know what that answer is, but I definitely know it's not empowering the government to get further and further involved. I mean, that's kind of pretty much how we got into this situation Mm -hmm. already, the collusion Mm -hmm. between government with these social media companies. Mm -hmm. One piece of potential uh, way you could fight back against this, uh, in the documentary uh, of You to a Kill, uh, Mm. James Bond movie, um, the uh, the villain in the movie uh, sets off a bunch of bombs underwater that... starts an earthquake that floods Silicon Valley and everyone uh, is, is going to die. <laughs> I mean, do we go back to that plan is all I'm saying. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Soren was his very name. Good. Yeah. Very good. I wasn't going to go that deep, but I like that you did. No, um, I'm kidding. Of course, of course. Uh, it should only be minor flooding. Um, but uh, it's interesting to kind of see uh, this. And, and you see Nikki Haley's playing an interesting game here, right? I mean, we can all say, like, she's got no chance of winning. But, like, and she's not in the upper echelon. Like, I think, like, I don't know. It feels that way. But mm. in, in another way, you could look at it. Is she in second place in this race right now? I mean, I like Ron DeSantis. We had him on the show today. Uh, if you look at national polls, he's in second place. He's in second place in Iowa, uh, although some polls have been very close. But, like, if you look at the actual way this could play out, she's second place in New Hampshire. She's second place in South Carolina. She's obviously a big threat in South Carolina, particularly if she's competitive in New Hampshire, you could certainly make the case, and I think the Haley uh, case would be, that she's actually in second place right now. I don't buy that case because my case uh, against that is that she is going down this road of consolidating anti-Trump voters. Mm. And there's just not enough of them to win. There is enough to get to second place in a multi-person primary. There is not enough to win with that with that group. And I think you know, DeSantis, his, his approach, which has not worked perfectly well so far, but was to sort of walk that line so that people who don't like Trump can vote for him. And more importantly, people who do like Trump can vote for him. Um, you know, I don't think you're getting that out of Vivek. I don't think you're getting that out of anybody else out of, other than Ron DeSantis. He seems to be the only one with that pathway. And if he can win in Iowa or be very close in Iowa, that, that might extend. If not, he's in, in major trouble. I also think that there are, I mean, there are serious problems with that strategy if you're Nikki Haley, because if you're trying to get those types of people, 
you're not going to win them over by saying things, you know, trying to use identity politics. She always has those horrible yeah. lines about like, well, if you got to call in a woman if you really want to yeah, get I things done. And uh, her stance on abortion, the way that she talks about it, like just so um, empathetic towards the woman. I do- personally, I don't think plays well with the people who um, might vote for Trump, but they're mad about his abortion comments. You know what I mean? Like, where where do those voters go? Because the only people who who you're trying to pull from would be voters who are upset about comments Trump's made about abortion and saying the heartbeat bills are bad. Uh, perhaps comments that he's made that were not forceful enough on uh, the trans issue, you know, um, how he handled COVID. And I don't like she's not proving anything other than I can play identity politics just like the Democrats can. So elect me. Well, what she is doing, you're right, because I, I agree with you. If you're going to, if your concerns are those things, I think DeSantis is an obvious choice, right? He 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 solves a lot of those problems for voters who find themselves in that area. Well, like, why is Trump being critical of abortion stuff? Nikki Haley's not doing that. Where do I go? But who's looking for for the type of messaging that she's giving? I think this is where she's. This is why she's doing well right now is because she's unapologetically walking into that national defense concern conservative lane and saying, give me all your votes. And that lane does exist. It's about 15 to 20 percent of the vote. Yeah. And the pro- I think the, the, the active, uh, the, uh, the, the energy of the party is much more on the side of like, actually, we don't want to give $100 billion more to right. Ukraine. And right. actually, like, we want to be really careful. And actually, let's not. It's, it's, you know, it's a different than, it's a different era than when Reagan was in office. Reagan's policies were 100% right for that time. I love Ronald Reagan. I'm not being critical of him. I don't think this criticism of we should abandon everything that Reagan ever did because he was old-timey, I don't think that's a legitimate criticism in my view. But she's really going down these roads of like trying to basically adopt that that national foreign policy sort of uh, conservative who does exist. It's one of the a three warmonger, you legs mean? of the stool. A well, I mean, yes. you, know, you could say that. Yeah. Um, but that, it's one of the three legs of the Reagan uh, fusion stool, right? Like this was like what you had, the, you had the libertarian types, you had the uh, you had the religious conservatives, and you had the foreign defense, uh, national defense conservatives. Those people do exist, but they're not a big enough part of this to actually win the primary. And she's worse on all the other issues. Yeah, exactly. So she's not going to get in the social conservatives, as you point out, with abortion and other things. And she's not going to get in the fiscal conservatives. She's too much of a status for libertarian. I think, you know, DeSantis has tried to come up with that new fusion version of this, where Trump is Trump and he does his own thing. But DeSantis is saying, okay, well, I'm really, really good on the social issues. I'm really, really good on the fiscal issues. And I'm sort of this n- newer wave on these foreign defense issues that's different than the past. Can he make that work? So far, not really. But honestly, like a bigger part of the story is just Donald Trump, right? Yeah. He has this emotional attachment with so many view, uh, mm-hmm. voters mm-hmm. that people will go and they will say, I love Ron DeSantis. I think he's a great governor and he will be a great Next president. Mm -hmm. But now Donald Trump is still around, can still run, and I want him. And that's what the voters have said so far. Uh, One more more note on her comments. I just, I can't get over how, to me, dangerous, what a slippery slope, how dangerous it, Mm. it can lead to. Because, you know, you hear her calling it a national security threat. And now we have the benefit of hindsight when it comes to the Patriot Act and all of these things that, you know, that the don't worry, we're from the government and we're here to help. And it this might be a national security threat. So what we're going to do is we're going to give ourselves more power to spy on you, to make sure we know what you're saying on the Internet, to do all these things all in the name of national security. But don't worry, that's never going to be used against you unlawfully. Now we see how that's played out with things like the Patriot Act. And it's just like, 
I'm sorry, if Nikki Haley is in second place nationally, which I know you're not saying she is, yeah, maybe in some third, places. Probably third is like, fair, right? But the fact that she is polling, would be polling at all in that realm is insanely scary to me because I'm like, if that many people are still stuck on some sort of 2004 foreign policy, I know I saw Matt Walsh tweet something like, um, uh, Nikki Haley is running a really, really effective uh, campaign for the 2004 pr- Republican presidential <laughs> yeah, candidate, you know, similar to what she sounds like. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like if that many people are gravitating towards that in this party still, I don't know how the hell we ever win another election. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous time if you're on the right side of the aisle, I, I think, especially seeing just seeing it's people so fractured. It's so fractured. And then the things that you're hearing from status type candidates like Haley yeah. is that. Like, just take the things that she's saying. Take, take this thing. You know, like, companies, give us your algorithms. Um, we're going to yeah. destroy anonymity, you know, on social media, blah, blah, blah. That's interchangeable language with progressive talk. Mm-hmm. Inter- completely interchangeable. We talk about the, the freaking deep state and the administrative agency of, of government all the time. And it's like, you think that we're going to be for the government taking advantage and forcing companies to do all these things and that they're not going to weaponize against these businesses? Have you been living in the last... 10 years? Yeah. I think it's that, bizarre. There, look, there is this slice of Republicans that still exist. Many of them were big voters in 2004, right? And they still are alive and they're still voting. Um, but again, Nikki Haley's at 9% nationally, right? This is not, she, I don't know if she can get to this or not. What, what Nikki Haley has going for her is you have three early states, right? Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Well, one of the states is the moderate one, mm-hmm. right, which would you think would probably gravitate towards Haley over a DeSantis. And one of the other ones is her home state. Yeah. Like it's a it's a there's a formula there. If she were to become in to win or come in second in North in, in New Hampshire, she'd be there. It would be tough for DeSantis to survive that. DeSantis really does need to win Iowa. I think he knows that he's put his resources in there. He's you know, he's doing better there than he is nationally. Uh, but she has that weird path where if you got everyone who doesn't like Trump to vote for Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley might have a chance. But that never happens. No. People, they're going to start splitting. The people that you know are now with DeSantis, if DeSantis were to drop out, they would split between Trump and Haley. And she just there's no path there for yeah. her other than Donald Trump is put in prison and can't run. Which and is, I feel like what happened. That's run. why everyone's running. Right. That's why <laughs> no, everyone good. should be running right now. Yes. That's the only reason to stay in the race, which, uh, again, I don't know. race, you're right. It probably wouldn't last past Iowa. Yeah. Well, with Trump in prison, he still takes the nomination. I don't see how he doesn't. I agree. The question is, can he take the general in that selection? And I think that's a much bigger question. And I honestly, I think the answer to that is no. I, I, I don't know that independents and fringe Democrats are going to vote for somebody in prison. And of course, again, I don't think he should be in prison. But exactly. you know what these people are doing. They're coming after him in that way. And they're trying to make it impossible. And, that, and I do, that's what I want to stress enough, to because I know this audience is very like, that's mm. not a, that's not a criticism of Trump. No, and that's not uh, to say not that we all. think that he should be in prison at all, because what they're doing to him is obviously disgusting um, and they're interfering in a presidential election I might just say the thing that they keep accusing us of doing they're actually love just doing in broad yes yes they're doing they're just doing it in broad daylight and bragging about it but it's fine but I mean the facts are the facts and we we can only deal with what they hand to us so if if they put Trump in prison <laughs> it's like I can't believe we're talking well, about I know this, I know true. but it's like what do we do I mean we can only we can only handle what they give to us so um, okay all right let's go ahead and take a quick break we'll be back with more but we want to thank our sponsor Birch Gold so um, here's the thing um, I don't know if you've noticed but the economy is not doing great I know the Biden administration is running around saying Bidenomics works look at this but 
it's not going well. Uh, we're dealing with inflation. Uh, you know, every time maybe you look at your IRA or your 401k, you go and look at the value and you're like, oh, great, uh, it's diminished even more. Well, if that's you, I suggest that you look into diversifying into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold is going to send you a free gold bar. You can text the word Y to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. They can also help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. You're going to spend no money out of pocket. You're still going to get the free gold bars. So make sure to take advantage of this special. And when you text them, they're just going to send you a free information kit on gold. So it's free. There's no obligation. And you can just learn and figure out if Birch Gold, if diversifying is right for you by texting the word Y to 989898. All right. The House passed uh, Speaker Johnson's continuing resolution to fund the government into the new year with broad bipartisan support. Congratulations, everyone. Jason, you're not. Jason, you got to clap. It's time to clap. Oh, he only claps for the farm bill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not clapping. Why? This is ridiculous. You're not excited about your money being... Yay! More money is being spent. Yay! Isn't this the issue why they did the whole fiasco to begin with? It was! Oh, it was! Yes! Wow! Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you accusing... I want to make sure I have this right. Mm. You, sir, Jason Buttrell, on this day, November 15th, 2023, are accusing the federal government, you are accusing Congress of kicking the can down the road? Is that Mm. what you are doing right now today no not at all how dare you no. sir um all wonderful people doing wonderful things oh yes well so 93 republicans voted against it because of the opposition of the house freedom caucus but they did have the support of almost all the democrats so the final tally on this was 336 to 95 so they met that two-thirds uh threshold that they needed of course the bill's now going to go to the senate um i it's going to pass the Senate and your tax dollars will be at work then right in time. Because what would we do without the government spending our money? I don't know what we would do. Mm. The, the government shuts down and, you know, they keep threatening us with a good time. But uh, the, the few times that it's happened, like there, there haven't been very many changes in the average American's lives. I wonder if they've noticed this. Um, so uh, but I want to play uh, Chip Roy who, of course, opposed the, uh, the, the, the bill. I want to play him talking to reporters before they voted on this. Watch. Mike's a friend. Uh, you know, I wanted to give him a little time to get all this going. I get it. It's difficult. But, you know, for the same reasons that, you know, I opposed the CR on October 1st, I opposed a CR that uh, the current speaker, Speaker Johnson, is putting forward because it continues to perpetuate the very system my, my constituents sent me here to oppose. They don't want me to continue spending money we don't have at $1.6 trillion spending level, at the Pelosi spending level, the Pelosi spending policies and, and priorities. And that's what this is doing. We have Republicans who violently opposed that bill a year ago in the omnibus bill last December, who are now trying to say that we need to continue that. Again, that's precisely what was put down on, sat- on Saturday, that October 1st, that then resulted in 
the motion to vacate against Kevin that following Tuesday. And here we are. We're doing the same thing. Um, I wish that we had the uh, the clip from Chip Roy on the floor um, of the House when he he was he gave this really impassioned speech and he was asking uh, his fellow Congress people. I don't want to say congressmen because that would be sexist. Thank you. Um, he's like, what what can I go? What can I can't what can we campaign on that we have done so far? What, what have we actually done for our constituents? What have we done for the American people other than spend their money? What like tell me what we can actually campaign on? Because so far we've done absolutely nothing for our constituents for what they elected us to come in and do. Um, but congratulations, America. More of your money will be spent with no end in sight, uh, no accountability, no like, I don't know, actually balancing the books to make sure that we have the money that we're spending. None of that, because it's not just your money. It's going to be your kids money, your grandkids money, your great grandkids money we're just selling off all of their assets Mm. if if this wasn't about the budget i would just be i would if the budget wasn't an issue i would prefer them to constantly be in this state of chaos it would be amazing (laughs) right like like when them saying there's nothing we've done for the american people what we don't want you to do anything for us as long as we're safe as long as law and orders you know happening and you know as long as you know the the budget is balanced you can just sit there twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, you're already there. doing far more than the Constitution allows <laughs> yeah. you to do. Let's be clear. And the problem is, is that uh, one big problem is that they've let the the executive branch usurp so much of their power that I don't know. I, I really don't understand what they're really there for. They're yeah. there just to kind of put a rubber stamp on whatever the executive wants at this point. If if, if, if right now the exec, you always hear like Joe Biden will, or you know any one of his uh, cabinet members will say, yeah, we just like greenlit this, you know, hundred billion dollars to here, hundred billion dollars to there. Was any of that voted on? Like, how does this money even get distributed? Mm. You'll hear about Congress, you know, finally like in a National Defense Authorization Act talking about, yeah, yeah, we're going to authorize $10, 10 billion, you know, in this to go, let's say, Ukraine. Well, then you'll hear Blinken travel to Kiev like the very next day and say he's authorizing $20 billion. Mm-hmm. Like, Congress, I don't even, they've given away so much of their power that I don't even think they even know what they can do about it anymore. Yeah. I, it's, it's just stupid. Well, they're going to be voting on this again very soon because this is what, February 2nd is when most of these expire. I think there are a couple that are earlier. In January, yeah, yes. January half 19th. of them in January, half of them in mm-hmm. February. Um, this is, uh, I mean, there's so much to go off on this. My, 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 this is a good chunk of my show tonight on Studios America, uh, just going off on, on, on Congress in general. I mean, you brought this up, Jason. First of all, this was the exact thing that they threw McCarthy out for, for doing exactly right. this. In fact, McCarthy actually got two more votes uh, for, uh, for, uh, than, uh, than, than Johnson did. It's, the, it's just a clean CR. They're basically just letting all the spending continue, all the spending priorities passed by Nancy Pelosi. They just keep continuing and continuing. Now, to be fair to the Republicans, they don't have much power right now. They, they, they can't do much other than say no and fight for things around the fringes, which they should do. They say they're going to do in January and February. We will see. Um, but, uh, I like I, yeah, I don't either. Um, in addition, though, like, this is so, it's so disingenuous from so many different areas. One of the things they're telling us is this is good. This is good for conservatives because what normally happens is these things come up around the Christmas vacation and then all the congressmen just want to go on Christmas break so they just vote yes so they can get it over with. Think about what you just admitted. This is not an okay thing. You're spending hundreds of billions of our dollars and you're like, well, we really want to get on Christmas mm-hmm. vacation. And secondarily, this isn't true at all. 
the, the, what they want out of this and what they got out of this was to be able to go on Thanksgiving break and on Christmas break because they don't want to go into their Christmas parties. They want to meet up with their mistresses. They want to do all the things that they have planned for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to stay there and actually vote and work this out and work hard to get actual cuts that would benefit the American people. We understand we're not going to get everything that we want as conservatives right now. We're in the minority when it comes to the, the power structure here. But there is plenty that they can do. And honestly, it's it shows how the previous effort to remove McCarthy, who I was no fan of, was obviously based on personal disagreements and personal dislike. Matt Gates hates Kevin McCarthy's guts. He doesn't hate Mike Johnson's guts. So Mike Johnson doesn't get with, removed for this exact same thing that Kevin McCarthy did. I mean, it's blatantly obvious this is what's happening. He hates his guts. And instead of trying to remove Mike Johnson, which would be a terrible move, but also would at least be theoretically consistent, instead he's opening up an investigation about how Kevin McCarthy may or may not have elbowed somebody. It's so <laughs> stupid and ridiculous. Ever, we, again, you know how I said we should flood... Uh, Silicon Valley, let's put another one on the other side of the country and see what happens there. Because it's just all these people need to be safely bobbing on water with the Titanic rafts just holding on like Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what this needs to end, so they can't do anything to us. All they do is screw us over, over and over and over again, and none of them mean anything that they say. It's so frustrating. Yeah, Jason, last word. I don't know what else they need to be able to actually get something done. I mean, we, we, the American people have handed them absolute power in government. Mm-hmm. Was that the, for the, first, the first Trump term? Uh, or or the, for the first two years, at least. They had everything they needed. Mm-hmm. Everything they ca- he campaigned on, and they said that and actually all of them campaigned on, they didn't do a damn thing. Not a single thing they said they were going to do did they do. So I don't know what else. I mean, right now it's like, it feels like it's a continuation of when Pelosi was still sitting there mm-hmm. in power. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed mm-hmm. at all. Which is why, again, like I felt Matt, I know we got to go to break in a second, but that's why I felt you're saying it's personal. Maybe it was. But for me, I, I'm like, I'm so sick of you guys voted on this. You made a big ordeal before Kevin McCarthy got voted in and you made it clear that these were the rules and you made sure that you had uh, the ability to, to, to file the motion to vacate. Why not freaking use it? at some point was so I understood the argument of like if he doesn't live up to his promises and you don't give him a consequence what the hell is the point of fighting for all of those you know uh all of all of what they fought for have a plan but have a plan and now I don't know I don't I I I I feel like Matt Gates really did think I don't think he had a plan but I don't think he realized that they that it would turn out like this. I'd like to believe that. I would, well, I, I don't think he cares, honestly. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, you know, I, I, but what other, other, whatever other political aspirations he has, he knows that if this blows up in his face, it's going to ruin his chances, isn't it? He gets to look like Mr. Tough Guy. He's the guy that got the guy thrown out. And I mean, when he was asked about it with Mike Johnson, he said, well, everyone deserves a mulligan. What Everyone deserves a mulligan. Like, what is that? What's this is not uh, this is not a same way. Look, I don't think I'm not arguing that Matt Gates should come out and try to get Johnson thrown out either. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It was a bit of a a, I don't know the 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 risk that was presented in that effort. I think was not relative to to the reward, and we're seeing what the reward is, which is the exact same thing McCarthy was doing. And while McCarthy sucks, I, I have no, I'm not a McCarthy guy at all. 
there is something you have to acknowledge about being limited in how much power you have. And look, they can fight for this stuff. They should. What they need to do, you know, they may have need to push the uh, government into shutdown. That's, I'm not. I'm that's what I'm that. saying. I don't I, care. We, we wield the power that you're given. And if if yep. your play is we'll shut the government down until you guys are ready to come to the table, because that's exactly what the Democrats would do on the if the shoe was on the other foot. They always jam things right down our throats when they have the power and they don't care. They'll play the game of chicken and they'll win every time. I'm just so sick of Republicans caving. There has uh, to be some kind of catastrophic threat. You know, right now they don't right. fear anything because it's like all one party. Right. There has to be right. some like if you don't stop doing these stupid ass budgets, mm-hmm. this then is where an in- industry steps in. in. And that's when it happens. Or you can elect me to Congress. If you do, I <laughs> oh. promise to file oh. a motion to vacate every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Preborn. So I was just talking with the people um, over at Preborn. They were here today. And um, great people. They really are. And I, try, I mean, when I talk about this, I try not to get too emotional, but we were talking about just how incredible of a feeling it is as a mom to go in um, when you are pregnant and hear that heartbeat. I'm sure as dads, too. I don't mean to, to discount you. I was just saying I, I can only experience it as a mom, you guys, as, as dads. But you go in there and it's like, is it not the most life changing experience? Incredible. Mm-hmm. You have your first kid. You've never really done this before. And you go in and you're like, holy crap, that is my child's heartbeat. Yep. And it is just it's so life changing. And so what Preborn is doing is that they are offering these ultrasounds to women who are considering abortion. You know, a lot of these women have been sold lies. This is just a clump of cells. This, you know, they, they this is just a parasite in your body. Don't worry. Just get an abortion. Shout your abortion. And they're forced into it and they're pressured with like no one can afford it. You guys can't afford it. No one's here to help you. How are you going to afford to raise this baby? This baby would have nothing. What what are you going to do to clothe it? And so they scare these women. Women, and these women end up getting abortions and oftentimes they end up regretting it and they have trauma from that experience because nobody showed them the path that they really need to be shown. But preborn is doing that. And so preborn is going to give them an ultrasound, which is, which is going to double a woman's chance at choosing life once they actually see on the screen and they hear that heartbeat. It really is a life changing moment for them. And preborn is going to help financially support them after the baby is born. Um, so please, I know it's, it's, we're almost to the end of the year, so these tax-deductible contributions, if you guys are thinking about making a contribution, I would ask that you consider preborn for just $28. You can actually sponsor an ultrasound and double a baby's chance at life. You can uh, donate securely by dialing pound 250 and saying the keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash Sarah. That is preborn.com slash Sarah. Uh, Well, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, I know you guys are going to be shocked to hear that apparently she is part of a closed Facebook group that glorified Hamas in the aftermath of the group's attack on Israel last month. So Fox News actually gained access to uh, this. You know how you go on Facebook and it's closed, it's private, so you can't view anything, but they gained access into the group. So there's more than 15,000 members, and apparently they were... (laughs) Very pro-Hamas posts uh, right after October 7th, after Hamas had murdered more than 1,200 people, including Americans, by the way. So let's see, five days after the attack, one person in the group posted a photo of a Hamas fighter posing with an elderly woman who appeared to be one of the Israeli hostages taken into Gaza, along with the caption, 
we don't want to throw you in the sea. We want you to write it back from where you came. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, are you shocked to hear that Rashida Tlaib is associated with pro-Hamas characters? You guys are shocked, right? You wouldn't have ever guessed that from Rashida Tlaib? Um, Completely. No, I'm totally what? shocked. Uh, very surprised. <laughs> um, we did a show uh, last week, uh, unfortunately, titled Stu Does Rashida Tlaib. And, oh, no. Uh, it was not pleasant for this any of us. bottom of the barrel <laughs> stuff. It was terrible. Um, but we did go into her ties directly to Hamas. She's been associated with six, now six, fundraisers of hers, were associated closely with Hamas, including one who went to prison for, I think, eight months for his association with Hamas. People who uh, had been over there, people have interacted with them directly. These are people that Rashida Tlaib employs. Mm -hmm. um, this is uh, suboptimal, as, as, as you might say. And we went, it's, it's important to know the details of this because this isn't just some, you know, accusation. It's not even just such a, just a Facebook. But she, I mean, like, I kept asking this question over and over again, and I've asked it to many people. Maybe you guys will have a different answer, but most people say no, which is, how many times have you found out that one of the people you know and work closely with was in Hamas? Has it, how, has it been common for you? Because it feels like it happens to this poor woman all the time. And yet, for me, it's been a zero, a zilch my entire life. Really? Never occurred. Yeah, zero. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but it seems to happen to her all the time. And that could have something to do with her. Let's be honest about it. Cheering them on. I mean, she she has she, she can say she wants peace. She can say uh, from the river to the sea is just an aspirational phrase. Yeah. Aspire to what? What are you aspiring to? Mm -hmm. And that aspire you're asp aspiring to an Israel without Jews in it. That's what you're aspiring to. We all know it. And she continue continued to do this. To the, to the extent that, you know, she was, everyone was completely fine with it on the Democratic side until she threw the word Biden in the middle of her criticism. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they all voted to censor her. It's, it's, it's a typical pattern for the left, but it's getting worse and worse and it's, it's getting scary. I mean, what, what kind of standards should we have in Congress that you reach a certain point and I... They're like, we're going to censure you. Okay, great. You're going to write a strongly worded letter to the manager and nothing's yeah. actually going to happen. I mean, at, at what point should we be talking about, hey, if you support a literal terrorist group, you like should not be in Congress at all. You should just be expelled. Because it's not just her. It's like the entire squad mm -hmm. who is like super pro-terrorist. And it just feels like that is a huge conflict of interest for being a congressperson in America. I mean, the roots go even deeper than that. There's there's pictures and video of them bringing the head of care inside the halls of Congress mm. and then walking around, going into all of their offices, hanging out. Um, the CARE, Council of American Islamic Relations, uh, was was caught by the FBI. When was this? Back in the... Was it early 2000s? I think so. Early yeah. 2000s? Um, as basically being a Muslim Brotherhood front group to raise money for groups like Hamas. Uh, Nihad Awad is the guy that is the, is the head of care that I was just talking about. He was the he was there then. He's still there now. Like this was an actual FBI investigation. They're fundraising for Hamas, but they're allowed to continue to keep doing what they're doing in America. And they've been elevated because of people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, to actually going into the halls of Congress and holding official meetings and whatever the heck they do. Probably evil stuff in a basement. I don't know. But, I mean, to answer your question, I, I don't know. You would think that that would be standard enough for sane people not to vote for them? I mean, you could at least start for that. But then the, the problem with... Uh, what does it say about their districts? I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, 
I, I'm going to talk about with, with Stu later tonight about this this entire thing. But I mean, the the global progressive left actually includes groups like Hamas and Hezbollah as part of their movement, terror groups, yeah. and that is what they're teaching kids. Those are the people that are now voting for this new, you know, uh, you know, young, you know, inspiring group of you know people in government like Ilan Omar mm-hmm. or. AOC, people like that. They're hearing from them that Hamas is just part of the global progressive left. An entire generation is being told this. Yeah. Like yeah. this, is, it, I think eventually they'll come around to, you know, getting to the truth. I hope they will. Yeah. But that's a generation. Yeah. This is going to take forever to repo- to you know fix this damage. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank a sponsor, Miracle Made. So. For some of you who aren't in Texas, perhaps winter is already here and uh, you might be struggling to find the right temperature when you sleep. Well, might I suggest you try these Miracle Made sheets? They are silver infused bed sheets. Yes, they're as cool as they sound. They're inspired by NASA and they regulate temperature to keep you comfortable all night long because I don't know if you realize this temperature can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality. So, Because they're also infused with silver, they prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. They're going to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other bed sheets. Traditional bed sheets can actually harbor, I'm going to tell you a fact that's going to gross you out. They can actually harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat. Plus, I don't know what you kinky people are doing in in your bed sheets. I don't know. But I'm just saying you need to stop sleeping on dirt and bacteria and all sorts of gross stuff. You can clog your pores. It can cause breakouts and acne. You can sleep much cleaner with Miracle Made, and they feel so, so good. We've got Miracle uh, Made sheets on our bed right now. We've been loving them. So Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, your friends, your family. Christmas is around the corner. So make sure that you go there in time for the holidays. You can go to trymiracle.com slash news. Use code news for a th- free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. That's a huge steal. So uh, start shopping for Christmas over at trymiracle.com slash news. All right, Star Trek actor Will Wheaton uh, recently was under fire for, yes, recently was under fire for (sighs) wearing a mask at a hockey game. Like, this wasn't, no, this picture was not taken three years ago or two years ago or one year ago. This picture was taken, like, yesterday. And uh, he was very upset. Also, do you love the shirt that goes along with the mask? Love, empathy, compassion, inclusion, justice, kindness. And so he got onto his Facebook page and was like, someone asked me why Ann and I wear masks to hockey games. And because they weren't a dick about it, I answered them. And you would be. Yes, of course, it came from Will Wheaton. He said COVID is very much still a thing. And so is the flu, the common cold and other respiratory illnesses. And so now he was, I guess, is just going to mask until he dies. I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. I'm not going to be nicer to. I'm not going to be nicer to him. I'm not going to because it's stupid. It does. They don't. We're really in 2023 and we're still having the debate on whether or not masks work. I feel like there's a progressive douchebag store. You know, it's kind of like Spencer's, <laughs> yes. you know, or some or Hot Topic, uh-huh. and they all go in there and there's like a mask, you know, uh, section. Mm-hmm. There was a justice whatever shirt section. Co- here's <laughs> your coexist bumper stickers over on this wall. Mm-hmm. They all look the same. And do you know who who one of the like biggest uh, participants in those stores are? Hmm. I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. No, Will Wheaton. that was the like wrong one. <laughs> Try it again. Will Wheaton. Thank you. Will Wheaton. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I, what I, a dork. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I mean, look, I think. 
We're not really having the debate about masks, though. I mean, in reality, we're not, right? The debate is over. I mean, have you been to any public event over How the past broken year? do you have to be to still be doing that? Yeah, you do. There are some people who do it. Like it's I, a flag, right? Yeah, yeah it's it a, is. It's really a flag at this point. I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I don't even want to say, I was going to say, you know, maybe if you're severely, you know, vulnerable to some sort of illness. I mean, there were people who wore masks before COVID. I, I, I would say largely they were... Uh, some of our Asian American friends mm-hmm, uh, tended mm-hmm. to wear masks. I noticed uh, because they went through the pan- a pandemic in Asia maybe uh, earlier than than we than we did with uh, SARS. And, mm-hmm. and um, but again, like the evidence is in on this, right? Like it really doesn't make much of a difference if it makes any difference at all. Even the perfectly fitted N95 mask is never perfectly fitted. Like there's all these different, uh, you know, at this point levels of this, and it's like you're also. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I, I we went through a conversation before we came on the air, and I did not know who Will Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton <laughs> was. Um, uh, but uh, I, I mean, it looks like a relatively healthy forty something mm-hmm. something year old guy. Like, you're not really even in a high risk if you do get these things. So, look, I, I, half of these people. You want to cover your face up and stay. I, I, it's a good reason for me not to talk to you. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. If you want to make dumb choices, make dumb choices. But it's just pathetic that people are even trying this. And way. also, like, fine, do whatever you want. But I reserve the right to make total fun of you. Yes, 100%. because you're lame and you're a dork and you're massive. I'm just work. saying you should be nicer to. Will I'm Wheaton. not going Will to. Wheaton seems like a nice guy. Uh, he's not. <laughs> he's insufferable. And we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Will Wheaton. <laughs> Some sort of a summit going on, and uh, Xi Jinping is coming to San Francisco, which led um, San Francisco to just—I don't know—it looks a whole lot like China right now. If we want to show this, mm. what uh, are you they, if you're if you're Xi, what are you thinking right now? They're like, I, like home. yeah, I've got him in my back pocket. I just conquered this country, basically, and I'm rolling in. I mean, literally, why in the world would we ever, ever have all of that? The Chinese flags. Not a single American flag, I don't see. Well, can, like, are these people aware of all of the human rights abuses and, uh, like, really just what an evil dictator he is? Or we're just like, well, he has a president in front of his name, so he's, he's great, and we should be bowing down to him now, I guess. Which, actually, uh, we might have Chinese overlords at some point. At some point, very So maybe soon. I shouldn't say too much bad, because they might go back and watch this program, and we'll be, like, in the worst gulags. <laughs> Learn Mandarin, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.